Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, and I'm joined once again by the amazing Michelle Fielding. So we haven't had her on in a long time. She's been on a little bit of sabbatical, and uh, she's done some amazing, always amazing, and uh, she's going to share. She always does some amazing things. We were talking before we came on and you guys are in for an amazing treat. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on again. So glad to see you again. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Very, very good. Yeah, thank you. So I saw you being to Mount Shasta, which is amazing. How did you get on there? So Mount Shasta, it's a beautiful spiritual place. Some ascended masters. I know you do some ascended master channeling. Uh, we talked about that Elizabeth Clear Prophet. She's, she was one of our favorites. And uh, I just loved her work. I loved all the stuff that she did. It was a shame to uh, see her go. And I know you do that now. So hopefully in the future, we get to uh, have a show together and we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, the Senate Masters, I connected with them when I first started going up there a long time ago, many, many years ago. And so I like, and when I feel the pull, I go up there again. I just did a show up there and uh, it was really good. Uh, Met a lot of amazing people. So it's an amazing time. You know, I think a lot of people are waking up to these amazing energies. You're inspiring people with your work. Uh, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. We're all doing the best we can. Sometimes we inspire people and sometimes people get a little frustrated with us, but, you know, we're just doing what we're doing. So, Well, I was um, planning to go to Mount Shasta. I was looking into it in 2019 and planning out, you know, where I was going to stay. And I made contact with a guy who runs sort of tours to go to Mount Shasta. And then of course, everything just closed down. So I'm waiting. I'm still having to tune in to Mount Shasta in my meditations and Mm. I haven't made it there physically yet, but that was one of the next places I was due to try and go and visit. So I was a little bit envious when I saw that you were there a few weeks ago. (laughs) It's quite amazing. I love the energies there. I know they'll probably really inspire you. I would love to, you know, spend a lot more time there. So hopefully sometime when you come back out, maybe we can do an event out there together. It'd be fun. Gosh, that would be, that would be incredible because I don't actually know very many people that know about Elizabeth, Claire Prophet and Mark, Mark Prophet. They were a husband and wife team. You know, perhaps in the future we could do like a show about them or something, you know, talk about them a bit more so that That people. Fabulous, fabulous. Because they devoted like all of their lives to making energy around the ascended masters and teachings and things. They were incredible. Yeah. They had amazing following for, you know, the long time. So you were talking earlier, you uh, listened to a show that I did with uh, Juan Ocevan and uh, he's always releasing really good information. You picked up on a few things that came out during that conversation. Do you want to talk about any of that? I listened, as you said, to that latest interview and I thought it would just be good to channel down a few things around what he was saying around the audits and the elections and and just to see what they wanted to say, really. So the first thing I had to look up was this definition of what is a military industrial complex. I didn't actually know what that was. So in order to channel it down, I just quickly printed out, you know, first of all, what that meant. And they were saying that the military industrial complex, which was a very new thing to me, is the relationship that a nation's military has with the defence industry. And so they both sort of work together. So one side will benefit from obtaining the weapons and the other side benefits from obviously 
getting paid for supplying them. So that seems like a bit of a political situation going on there, which I don't really like the sound of. But also when I asked in my channeling what was the military-industrial complex before I even looked it up, funnily enough, they were saying that not only was it the military and the supplies of arms, but also they said it was like Facebook and Google and the Silicon Valley people. So they told me that part, which I didn't find on Wikipedia. So would you agree that that's the definition of... um, Would you say that people like the Silicon Valley and Hollywood weapons suppliers are getting involved in policy? Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, the term originally kind of came to our attention back during the Eisenhower administration back in the uh, the 60s. He he warned about the rise of the military industrial complex and its power, you know, over politics and so forth. So that was the first little taste that we had of it. Not a lot of people have seen that, but he kind of warned and he warned on his way out. So I think if he had brought it up earlier, he might not have been in office as long as he did. We've seen uh, some problems with that over time. John F. Kennedy comes to mind. But uh, definitely Juan brought that up. And I was like, that's brilliant. The media arm should definitely be a part of that now. We've had other things that have been inserted in that, like the banking and maybe some other things that you know kind of are happening in the world right now that have to do with the pandemic. So there's all kinds of different things that are probably part of that in a a bigger round, but he definitely brought that up. So that's interesting. You tapped into it about the media arm of it. Because my feeling about the military is that they should be totally in their zone. They shouldn't be influenced by anything outside of that. They should be free of any political involvement. And while you've got them being swayed by media you know, the Silicon Valley people interfering with things and the supply of weapons, and they're not, they can't be completely neutral. So, you know, when I looked into what the meaning of that was, I could now understand why that's a big problem, because you've got people influencing events where, where they should actually be a neutral group. And I think at some point, I think everything is going to be neutral, and some of it won't even be necessary going forward. I think in the future, the military really goes away throughout the world. At this point in time, it still has a lot of power, obviously, and still can influence things. So back then, he was warning that a lot of the industrial complex being big business, you know, corporations and stuff like that were kind of influencing because they're making a lot of money off the, uh, the military machine. So they were determining through their generals and admirals and so forth, you know, how uh, money was being spent. So they had, I think, some puppets. And, and Today, I think that's extremely well known that many people can see that there are, you know, people within the militaries throughout the world that basically are basically being puppeted by a lot of big businesses, corporations and so forth to say, yeah, we really want that program to come in here because we're going to, you know, that's going to help our military. But really, it's it's really about money. It is about money. It's about profits and losses and things. It shouldn't really be about that. Nothing should be in the military guided by profit. It's interesting what you said about you see the military in the future almost not being needed because that's going to be coming up today in some of the channeling. Obviously, we're reading my mind a little bit there. So I've asked some questions and I'll I'll just go through them and you can obviously stop me at any time. But I just have some questions around what, first of all, the Wano Savin interview. The first question I asked them was this military industrial complex, in what way is it controlling America and further afield, actually? And they said it isn't. 
And I said, can they please explain? Because we've just explained lots of reasons why that's going on. They actually said that the military industrial complex is not controlling America because the Starlink system can now monitor activity differently. And much of what has been hidden is now in full view to the alliance. So they're suggesting that even though that might have been the case, that now this Starlink is active, that actually that situation with the manipulation might have been wiped out. So that's interesting because this is kind of leading us down a road that you were pointing to a minute ago where we might not need the military because there might be another reason. And then I said to them, so what type of things can this Starlink pick up? You know, what's it viewing? It said that it's viewing people that are controlling the bad storylines so it can see what they're doing. It can also monitor computer footprints. It can act, it can monitor the actual movements of personnel and it knows what your strategic plans are. So I'm not sure how up and running the system is right now and if it's, it's doing all those things in this actual moment, but they seem to be suggesting that it has the capabilities to do those things. So then I heard one saying about the, he was talking about the election he called it fake ballot paper. So I asked them, was fake ballot paper used in the election to create these fake ballots for Biden? And they said yes and no. And so I said, obviously, can you explain? And they said that the paper was not the issue, the actual paper itself. It was more that the watermarks and that the serial numbers didn't match the system requirements. So I asked them, what was a system requirement? Because this is all new to me as well. And they said that the papers and the subsequent watermarks or holograms, they all have like a unique footprint or a quantum dot, which did not appear on any of the fake or replicated ballot papers. So it was more than just the paper appearing differently. It was something that was uh, made within the paper itself, like a, a quantum dot, which I understand a quantum dot is like nanotechnology. If you know any different, then correct me. But when I was looking at what a quantum dot was, it was like a way that it had all this information in it. So it could be tracked again by either these computers or Starlink, I would imagine. Then I asked them, where is the original list of the serial numbers and the quantum dots? So, for example, where are these serial numbers and quantum dots? Where's the information held or stored and by whom? And they said that the military and certain members of staff at the White House or Congress know the full set of numbers, codes and the information relevant to the original ballot papers and they know the exact numbers and locations. So then I said, so why has this information not been revealed to the masses already, like in its totality? And they said that the process needs to run its natural course through the official legal channels initially. And then they said the military will step in later to show how the legal process and all the discrepancies around, you know, what the personnel have been doing and how they've not been working for the good of the people. So I said, is it a sting operation? And they said, yes. 
And I said, and is it working? And they said, absolutely. So I said to them then, was there tampering with, because we're allowed to say that. I know that in the interview, we were being told that certain individuals are not allowed to say election fraud because it might interfere with the legal process. Mm -hmm. So then I asked for, I'm asking for them. So I said, was there tampering with the election counting machines before, during, or after the official election day? And they said yes and no. So again, I asked them to explain what they meant by yes and no. And they said that the machines had been set up to a precise logarithm. But they said, but on the day, the internet was intercepted and that the machines this so they intercepted the machines and this distorted the machine's ability to operate correctly so then i said the machines have been set up to a precise logarithm and i said what does that mean they've been set up to this precise annotation is a, is a better word for me to say and they said it means that the machines when they leave the manufacturer, are designed to follow the protocols as laid out by each country regarding their voting policy, their voting and polling policies. Mm. So when they leave the, the manufacturer, they're set up depending on which country they're going to, et cetera, et cetera. Then, so then I said, are these machines hackable from an outside source? And they said, yes. So I said, so how... How exactly did this happen? How could the votes be tampered with exactly? How could that happen exactly? Because they're saying that it's all set up and now they're saying it could be hacked. And I'm saying, so can you explain exactly how that would happen? And they said something quite surprising. They were saying it wasn't that so much that the machines had necessarily had anything done to them on the inside, but they were saying that it's mainly to do with the ballot papers being adjusted copied and duplicated. So I said, how was the information from the voting machines then changed? And they said it wasn't. It wasn't that they were changed. It was more that the information that was being fed into them was incorrect. So that was interesting because I was expecting them to say that it was the machines that had been tampered with maybe on the inside, but they were suggesting you could do it from how you were entering the information. So that's not, but I mean, they did say that these machines could be hacked, but they were saying the way that they're describing it to me, it sounds like something happened with how they were putting the information in and how the ballots were being fed. So I then tried to clarify that. And I said, so it was not the machines at fault, but more the corrupted and manipulated operators. And they said, exactly. And so then I just clarified again. So the hardware of the machines is actually okay. And they said yes and no. So obviously I asked them to explain that. And they said the hardware can be set up at source to act in a certain way once a certain annotation is detected or triggered. And I said, what does that mean? And they were saying that an annotation or algorithm can be programmed surreptitiously to act or count differently if or when a certain trend is identified. 
So if they started to put, they could manipulate it in two ways. They could be putting ballot papers in incorrectly. And then the algorithm could be set up that if it started to see a trend in a certain way and it wanted to stop, it could. So it doesn't sound like, even though it's hackable, the way that they seem to be explaining it to me was that it wasn't actually, didn't seem to be hacked on the day. It's more that they'd set it up beforehand so that it would go wrong. So that the algorithm, for example, if you and I were running and they wanted me to win, obviously, then if they saw you overtaking, they could have set the algorithm to stop you going ahead of me right. so that I would automatically win. And then the other thing that they were doing to back that up was obviously these fake ballot papers with, without the official quantum dots. So, for example, they were saying that the program is told to stop counting once a certain vote threshold for a particular candidate is reached. So if it's told to do that, then that's what it can do. So I think what they're saying is before it left the manufacturer, if it had been told that once the algorithm reaches a certain number of things, it could just shut it all down or it could count it differently. Or I don't exactly know what they would do exactly, but they obviously had the capacity to do that. So then I asked them, was the software and the hardware all working correctly on the day? And they said, no. And I said, can they explain that? And they said that the software and the hardware was manipulated also from an outside source via satellites. So then I said, who manipulated it? I said, was it the CCP? And they said, no. And I said, well, who was it? And they said it was the Black Hats, the military industrial complex. And then they confirmed to me it was what we, you and I had both been saying, that, but also it was Silicon Valley. So they, was, they actually said to me it was these Black Hats and of the military industrial complex. And it, they listed Facebook and Google, but I'm sure there are others because they class that as Silicon Valley. So that could be a whole host of things. Then I asked, does President Trump know about this interference from this military industrial complex? And they said it is not yet known, which was interesting because I thought he might know, but they said it's not yet known. So I wonder who's holding wonder who's holding that information from him. Or maybe that's deliberate so that it doesn't, it's an objective process. So then I said, so to be clear, are we saying that the military industrial complex interfered with the machines from an external source? And they said, yes. And then I asked them, so what will be the timeline now for establishing this election tampering you know when are we going to know we're all hanging on and they denied they denied they wouldn't tell me so then I went in from another angle and I said so will this be a judicial review or investigation that will finalize this situation or will it be a military intervention and they said it will be both They said it will need both because the judicial and legal situation will go initially and then the military will need to finalise it. And I said, why will they need to finalise it? I mean, you and I probably already have an idea why, but I just wanted to ask. 
they said the military will need to check that all the results were fair. And I said to them, will there be a fair process? And they said yes and no. And then I, I also asked them to explain what they meant by that. They said that the judicial and legal aspects may be corrupted as people try to hide their part in the election process and tampering. And they said the military team assigned to this project will need to finalise this situation. And I said, finalise this situation. And they said, yes, they will need to disqualify the previous incumbent, Joe Biden, and a new election under the QVS, which is the quantum voting system, will be run. So they've always told me that, actually, for a long right. time. So then I don't want to ask anything so far, or would you like me just to carry on? It's interesting because, so you say the Starlink is, you know, involved right now. So one of the things I was going to ask you was, you know, we've heard about the three days of darkness, 10 days of darkness, and you know, they're going to put in information and include us up on a lot of this stuff. So I was going to ask you that question. And right now, all over the world, people are like, we have people that are all over the world. They're watching us and, and commenting Brazil, you know, everywhere in Europe, all over the world. So they're saying all over the world right now that Facebook is down. I just tried to go on to Facebook and it's down. Instagram is down. People are saying Telegram. I don't know if I pulled up Telegram. It could just be, I have my old page. Up. I, don't, I didn't try to load it because I don't want to interrupt our, our conversation here. Telegram's looking okay. But before I came on, when I was trying to confirm that I got the link and everything, I couldn't get hold of you on WhatsApp and I couldn't get Facebook to load. But in terms of the three days and 10 days darkness, what they've always said to me is they won't do it to my knowledge. And what I've, I've been channeling all the way through this story is that wherever they can do anything in a more gentle way they will mm -hmm. and what I've been told before when I asked about you know things going down for long periods of time they said they would prefer to do them in different geographical places if they can and at different periods of time so that it's just the minimal amount of disruption so I've never actually been told there's going to be a big disruptive everything going down and everything going off. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to avoid that. So that's kind of what I was getting to, that it would be, you know, in certain areas, it would go down kind of like what we're doing. Maybe Facebook goes down and it stays down for a while. Blackout type thing for Facebook while they reconfigure things or maybe yeah. reveal some stuff. And maybe, you know, pocket areas would get, you know, completely shut down and then they would get rebooted and with information or stuff like that. I follow this one woman that does uh, card readings and she's tarot by Janine Morjo. And she basically said the same thing with her, her card. She said that it would, she sees it coming. Uh, it would happen when we least suspect it. And uh, it would be like, not worldwide, it would be pockets. So I think we all agree on that. So a lot of people expect it, you know, to be dramatic, traumatic. I don't see that. So that's good. I think a lot of the storylines are dramatic and make everybody feel like it's going to be traumatic. That's all part of the pantomime, the play. I think that actually on the ground, the White Hats have been inside the media for some time. I actually saw that at the beginning of the year that they'd already infiltrated. And if you look at sort of things going on on Netflix and things nowadays, a lot of the very new films are very interesting. It's very interesting 
storylines going on. I was watching one with uh, Will Smith a couple of nights ago. It's called Gemini Man. And in that, he's this military guy, CIA guy, that goes around with this rifle taking people out. And then all of a sudden, he finds out there's a clone of himself that's trying to take him out. Because he and his boss is saying to him at the CIA, it's because you've got feelings. You're now not as good to us as a clone of you that doesn't have feelings. And so I didn't get to the end of the film, but it was basically Will Smith running away from a clone version of himself. Clone didn't have any feelings and was just going to take him out. And I I just thought that was a very interesting (laughs) storyline. And then I was watching another film called Invasion Day, which was a very low budget film, obviously being rushed out in the last sort of 12 months. And it had the whole storyline about what's going on right now. You know, America owed lots of money and the CCP were taking over and there was an emergency broadcast and they had no water or food. And then in the end, the twist was that they all had to go to Mexico to escape. So I think, well, that's probably a white hat production. So I'm seeing lots and lots of things like that now, where if you're looking carefully, you can see how the White Hats have taken over quite a lot of storylines and shows. And I think that they're going into the, I think they're in the mainstream media and more and more now they're sort of releasing truths and they're going to switch that around gradually. As you were saying, I think Facebook and things will go down in geographical areas while they reset them, Mm. maybe set them up to the the new internet system or something like that. That's what I was feeling as well, that uh, this mm. new Starlink internet system is going to be you know, definitely part of the, the new grid because the grid that we have now is, is completely compromised. And, you know, as we know, we come on and do stuff. I was down for two weeks on this channel that we're on right now because I had someone from the UK that was talking about, you know, some certain things to do with, you know, this pandemic. And I just mentioned him. And that was enough to get me taken down. So he revealed uh, some amazing things. So they, they definitely want to shut him down. And unfortunately, you know, he felt a lot of pressure in his family and stuff. So he's removed himself from uh, revealing any more information. We're all, you know, doing the best that we can. We're getting attacked on many different levels. A lot of people are saying, I, I'm surprised that this is up. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, I have I ways, you know, I can always, you know, put this on another channel and stuff like that, which I do. And uh, yeah. it will go up on other channels. So what else do you see, you know, coming forward with uh, this information that they're revealing to you? So, well, then I wanted to, I asked them again, you know, when will Trump be reinstated? They gave me the same answer that they always give me, which okay. is that, that he won't be. And um, they said that going forward, President Trump will take a new role, which will oversee a team that has been set up to introduce a worldwide charter, a worldwide charter of reform under the auspices of freedom, sovereignty and peace. And that Starlink is the main component in managing and overseeing the charters, which are being followed in all corners of the globe. So if anyone has not seen the video I put out about two weeks ago, what I was being shown was that the holdup with the USA at the moment and you know what's going to happen with the election and the class actions and all these things that keep coming up and they're never getting resolved and they just seem to sort of keep getting further along and we never know the answers and we keep having these dates that come and go. They told me that the reason that's happening is because 
they don't actually have a date as such. So when we're all thinking it's going to happen in September and October and November and wherever, they're not really focused on a date right now. What they were explaining to me was, if you think of the military team, the alliance as having a list of things that they need to do, like Afghanistan being one of them, for instance, the class actions, the audits, you think about they've got this list of things to do and they're working down the list and they're more concerned about getting those done correctly than getting them done swiftly. That's for two reasons. One, because they want it done correctly, so it all fits into place nicely, but also so that while we're waiting, it's given time for the collective consciousness to also come up higher. And they showed it to me, like, if you think of all these things, like the audits and the class actions and and all these things that keep coming up and then they never seem to get resolved, they showed it like boomerangs being thrown out so they're throwing out all these boomerangs and what they're waiting on, they explained to me, was this legal template. That's why they sort of called it, what did they call it? We would call it Nasara Jasara, but they were calling it more of a charter. And they were saying that all the people, all the countries around the world are under military law right now. And what they're doing is they're getting all the places, all the countries, all the continents signed in to the protocols of the new charter, which then also tie in to the protocols of Starlink in your country. So each country, so Starlink is obviously a big infrastructure, but you can't have one continent or country running the whole thing because then you're always going to be at risk of that country attacking everybody else. But everybody has to have a like a piece of that, like a piece of the pie. And in order for it to work in a way that it doesn't harm people in the future, which is the intention of it, it's not intended to surveil anyone in a bad way or be a weapon or anything like that. In order for it to run with these protocols that they've set up so that you can have world peace, then each country has to be signed into it. So what they were showing me was all the delays over here with the boomerangs going out are just to distract you so that you're all looking over here and worrying about, you know, when's Trump going to come back? When's the audits going to come in? When's that going to happen? Whilst they're over here, you know, with Boris Johnson and his crowd and whoever they're talking to, I don't even think it is going to be Boris Johnson, but whoever it is that's setting up these new charters in each location They were waiting for that, I think, to get all in place and all set up. And then about only about 48 hours ago, they then showed me like a vision of the world. And all around it was the military holding hands and then linking to Starlink. And that was a visual representation of I think they've done it. I think they've signed all the charters I think at last they've got all the charters signed and I asked them did that it have to be 100% of the world like all on board and they said that they would accept 73% once it got to 73% of the, the relevant countries and people being signed in correctly then it, it could go live so they showed me that and this sort of goes back to where we started at the beginning, where you were saying that in the future, you didn't know if there would be a role for the military with Starlink. So that's going to come up. I think this comes up a bit more in my channeling. So 
I said to them, how could Starlink like oversee all the corners of the globe? They said that it can monitor key personnel, all financial transactions and any future voting where necessary. And I asked them, what do they mean by where necessary? And they said that voting in its current form, the way that we understand it right now, it's not going to be necessary in the future. And they said that voting in the future will be more like a grassroots level within communities. So not within like the whole country where you elect a leader as such, but more like in a community. Because they said that gone are the days of leaders and presidents and kings. So then I was a bit confused by that because I said, well, how would the countries be able to govern, you know, without some sort of an appointed leader or structure? Because I could see that falling apart really quickly. That's good. This was one of the questions I had. Beautiful. I could really see that that could go really wrong really fast. And they said that the quantum system will take away this need for this sort of like heavy top-down system of governance because they were saying that the quantum system will know who is in what community and how they manage the money and the legislation and whether they're doing it for the good of the people. It will know about any nefarious activity immediately. So then I said, so how will they manage any bad players in the future? So they've got this system set up and, you know, they notice that Joe Bloggs is a bad player. What will they do? And they said that bad players will be rehabilitated where possible through like community programs. And they said that in the new world, because the vibration is going to be a lot different amongst the masses, it will be easier to rehabilitate people rather than needing to punish them. And they're saying that, you know, where they can do this rehabilitation in a safe and secure way, they would rather do that than do these harsh penalties And they said that all souls in the future are going to be like cherished and that the vibrations will be so high on earth that actually evil, because you and I and lots of others will be thinking, what about these evildoers? You know, it's a bit different to pinching a packet of cigarettes from the corner shop and then the sort of evil that we know about. And they were saying that that kind of evil won't be able to exist under the new system because our vibration by that point will have gone a lot higher. So that evilness will kind of be wiped out. Because we'll just know it. It can't, you know, exist among us because we, they can't hide like they can't or have been. I think no. a lot of us are waking up to this and we're, they can't hide like they could before. So then I said, so in what way do you think the world is going to change in the next six to 12 months? Because I don't necessarily see what we're talking about here with this, the bad players happening like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I do see it as a process. And they said over the next six to 12 months, there will be more forensic auditing of the election process to bring out more bad players. And and I said, how will this look around the world like to the masses? So, you know, while we're all sitting here waiting and wondering, they said that whilst the USA is re-establishing a solid baseline, the rest of the world will see many distractions which are designed to create a social movement of change. This is a controlled psychological operation to deprogram people so that they can operate from a position of self-governance and sovereignty. It's getting them used to this idea that there isn't going to be somebody telling us what to do. It's going to be down to you to just self-govern your own actions. Good. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jacob. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogmen. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up. And I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level, and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel, and now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. A lot of people are like, well, when is Trump coming back? And you now I can see your point, and I've kind of been tapping into this as well, that maybe he doesn't come back. Maybe he's part, like you're saying, a consortium that basically is teaching us how to connect and, and be our own sources of, uh, you know, direction. And, you know, we don't need somebody to be over us like uh, we have been in the past. But in the past, we've needed it because before we had Starlink, we had no way of monitoring so people could just be like running around if we didn't have a system in place of some sort. So really the Starlink will now be the way that everything gets monitored in the future. So we won't need actual people, it sounds like. Seeing some people in the chat say, well, is this basically a new world order? I don't I don't get that. This is uh, something much higher. That would be a downgrade. And I don't see a yeah. downgrade coming. We're definitely moving to a higher level. So, so the way the difference is, that the new world order would be using that system to control you. But 
from what they've been saying here, the charters that they're talking about are all about creating sovereignty and peace and freedom. So it's, they're not doing it to create a system of watching you and controlling where you move and travel. If anything, I think the new system could open up borders so you don't need them anymore. You could actually travel freely because the system would know where you are at all times in a good way, not in a bad way. I also think that the new world order plan has been taken over by the White Hats and completely flipped as well. So what they wanted to do in the bad sense of the word, the old system, they've completely flipped it all so that the it will now line up with our new levels of consciousness. And when I've asked about this before, about this fear, if you like, of, of people thinking it's new world order, don't forget it's it's being programmed to a much higher level of consciousness. And they've told me that it's got stops and balances in there. And it will, as we grow in consciousness, so it will grow in consciousness as well. That's my understanding. And so it can't go back to a lower level of consciousness, which is about control. It will always be growing as we grow in consciousness towards freedom and oneness, because it's a very different type of system, the way it's programmed to say the internet we've got right now. Mm -hmm. So we haven't got to confuse the two technologies because they're very, very different. A little bit of confusion in the chat. So just, I know we're trying to trying yeah. to change stuff up for people and people get really confused and get a little antsy as we know when you put stuff out like this. So you have to like, we're way ahead and we see this stuff, but some people are kind of like, you got to take them by the hand and help them out a little bit. So people are saying, so Trump is not coming back. It's like, we're talking on a higher level. If Trump were to come back, that's the old system. So he's not coming back to support an old system. He's coming back in a way that's far more advanced. So try and wrap your mind around that and just kind of like be with that a little bit and see if that works for you. But that's what we're trying to relay here. It's a higher level of coming back in a way that's, that's way more advanced than being the person that's over us, controlling us. Because we're, like you're saying, we're, we're at a level we don't need that anymore with Starlink. It's going to help us to... Yeah you know, make that transition and move forward. When you think of it in the current world that, or the world that we've had, then anything that feels like it's up here and it's looking at us feels scary. I get that. It's taken me a little while to kind of come around to this idea as well. But when I've been questioning about it, they've explained to me that the new system is programmed in a way it's got all these stops and balances in there so nobody can control you because again all the countries are signed into it into the charter don't forget the charter and they have to abide by the charter which we understand to be nasara jasara and part of nasara jasara is obviously about the peace there has to be peace otherwise you can't be part of it so this is a peace template the charters are part of a whole template of peace. And the Starlink is the way you monitor it. So you don't have the need for personnel in the old sense of the word. The military won't have anything to do, hopefully, in the future, because there won't be any war anymore. Because yeah. the new charter will know, will be saying, well, if you go into war, then your part of the Starlink will be disabled. So you won't be able to be part of the financial system anymore. You mm -hmm. won't be able to travel freely anymore. Because if you've got a system that is able to know things about us in a good way,
then it stops child abduction. It stops criminals moving around and trafficking and drugs because the quantum system in terms of money, it knows if the money is good. Because I understand it to be a digital currency, which is backed by gold, you know, then it can't be moved around for nefarious reasons. So that there's lots of good that could also be obtained by moving into this new system at a higher frequency. We've got to stop looking at it from the 3D perspective. We've got to start looking at it from the higher perspective and that, that this new technology is above us. And so it's taking us higher. You're doing such a good job of this. <laughs> You've really channeled some good stuff and you're relaying it very, very well. So good job. Bravo. So they did say here that the countries all around the world are all currently signing into this new worldwide charter or template, or if you understand it as Nasara Jasara, that's what they're all signing into. That's the mm -hmm. vision that I saw. And that the once all that's done, which I think it might have happened, because I did have that vision of it all linking up, all the military holding hands and then linking into the Starlink. Now, of course, that could be a future vision. So I don't know what the timing on that is. That could have already happened or that could be something I'm seeing that's coming in the next year or so. But they're saying once that's all happened around the world, then the USA, you'll see something going forward. And then the USA will announce what it needs to announce. And then we'll all start going forward as in a worldwide sense. And everything you're seeing at the moment about election fraud and all that type of thing, don't forget, they already had the serial numbers. They already knew where everything was. They already know everything. Mm. It's not that that's holding it up. If they wanted to declare that, they could do it right now, right now. But they're not doing it because they wanted all the other system in place, all the other template in place around the world, so that when they go live in the USA, everyone can go together. Now, some people are concerned about the Skylink being um, New World Order stuff. And I feel that we're kind of like back to Atlantean days. We're reliving the Atlantean days and we're going to push beyond it. During the Atlantean days, it was extremely advanced technological-wise. And there was a satellite system then, but it was compromised. So there is going to be an uncompromised system that comes through this time. And this is what you're describing right now. So I think this is uh, fantastic. Well, I think the way that they set it up, if, if it's been, if I've understood it correctly in the way that it's been channeled to me, it's mm -hmm. got these, as I keep saying, these stops and balances in there. That's what blockchain is. Blockchain stops and it's got a lot of checks in it mm -hmm. so when in the past when i used to send you money michael we used to, used to go from a to b you'd say send michael a hundred pounds and it would go to your account right. in one straight line with blockchain my understanding how they've explained it to me is it goes through a system of blocks on the way to you and it's all done in a nanosecond but it goes through these stops and balances called blockchain as it's also speaking to the Starlink. So it doesn't just go in a straight line, which could be open to fraud and deception. The whole time it's going through the blockchain and speaking to Starlink, it's being, if it's not good, if it's nefarious, it's getting stopped at all those checkpoints. And that's how they've explained it to me. And of course, that's very simplistic. You know, I'm not saying I understand blockchain by any means at all. 
but you know that's just how they they give me diagrams to explain it to me in very simple terms i agree with you that's the way i've seen it as well so if you were to send me 100 pounds whether it be through the banking system or paypal or whatever they're going to get a piece of it because there's a transaction and all that kinds we won't have that going forward no. just like if i were to come to you physically and hand you that money it's going to be the same way you know yeah. no, one, no one has to get involved that's the old financial system which is going to be collapsed and also the money that moves around now is going to have gold backing it so somewhere in your country is a gold reserve that backs everything that you have in your country so it's not a piece of paper now that doesn't mean anything so it's, it can only go from one place to another if it's got something securing it from a gold or silver, you know, backed currency. So I said, I wanted to go on asking them a bit more about what's going to happen now going forward. And I said, so will the lockdowns and the vaccine passports and the masks and all that sort of thing, is that all going to carry on until this USA thing is sorted out? And they said yes and no. They said the above measures are only deemed necessary in those countries or regions where the people are yet to be seen as fully taking responsibility on like a personal level. So if they're not sort of taking some sort of personal direction towards standing up for themselves, mm -hmm. this is why you these countries keep seeing lockdowns and tighter restrictions and they keep hearing that this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And it's just to, to get you all doing something, to get you all saying, I'm not doing that. We need to move away from this nanny state. So it's saying that in countries where people are acting in a more sort of autonomous way, then the restrictions will be lifted. So we're not just waiting on the USA, we're waiting on the people. So I've been saying the same thing, that uh, people need to get involved. It's, you're, we're waiting for someone to come save us. That's not what's going to happen. We, we're seeing that's not happening. So when people get involved, as we're seeing, like I live in a state where, you know, we don't have that nannyism. So it's nannyism. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty much it. gone. Yeah. Nanny, you can use like that. that. Everyone can use that. That's good if you like nanny that. Nannyism. <laughs> as we move forward, that more people are going to be, well, those guys don't have that. And they're, they have like all this great stuff. Let's do that too. And that's just the way it's going to be. It's obvious that's the way it's going to work out other groups, other countries, other states, other provinces, wherever we're at in the world, they're going to look at someone else that's taken on this and they're like, well, that's a great system. Why don't we go? And, and then they're going to, it's going to be, you know, it'll take time just like everything does. And it's not going to be forced on anybody. So that's yeah. the beauty of the system too, I believe. If nobody had told us about the new world order, and this had just all mm -hmm. organically happened now. Everyone would think it was a great idea. But because everybody's been programmed with fear for so long around this controlling communist type program, then they're finding it difficult now, rightly so, to move out of it. Because everyone's very vigilant at the moment. If they're on the truth side, particularly, everyone's very vigilant, you know, about what's good and what's bad. That's a good thing. But you also have to not go too far so that you're not open to any change at all, because the Aquarian age is the technological age. And to move into this new higher vibration, it also means the technology needs to change with us. So if we're going to have flying cars and cities that look different, all of that is going to be based on nanotechnology, actually. That's what mm. makes it work. 
You know, if you want to have a flying car that that moves between grids of light, which is something they've also shown me, I'm actually putting together a video right now of the golden age. And the vision they showed me is that we're being like these bubbles, moving bubbles. So a car, I suppose you'd call it, but it actually looked like a bubble and you could actually move between, you weren't on anything, you were just in between energetic walls of light. And I wanted to ask you about that, actually, Michael, because when I was viewing Florida a couple of weeks ago, I saw like a wall of light all around it. And I don't just mean metaphysically, like when we're meditating, I felt like there was some sort of technology that maybe the military or somebody know about that can actually make like a wall that's invisible to the eye. But if you were to say, send an airplane through it, it would disintegrate. I don't know if that's actually possible, but if you can create a wall around a whole state like that, that protects it, then that would be, I think, how you would fly your vehicles in the future. There'd be like a a grid of light everywhere where your vehicles would be maneuvered through the grids. And these walls of light, I'm seeing them more and more. They're giving me visions of them. And I don't know how possible that is. I don't know if you have any information that you know about that, but that's how they they kind of visually show me these things. I've had those same visions and it's like, you know, technology, Atlantean technology as well. Yeah. As far as like, um, you know, preventing different things to come in, that is, that is a possibility there. There can be an iron curtain that is, that can't be viewed. And uh, that, that does exist. Yes. I've actually seen that around Florida. I didn't know for sure if I was seeing a future event or just a vision of a possibility, but it it did really feel like that is there right now. So that any attacks coming in from any potential missile or aeroplane or anything coming through the sky, it felt like anything coming through the sky, I felt like it could just like wipe it out, create like dust almost. It just feels like it goes invisible when it hits it. Because I've been in vehicles that have this technology. It's like, it's just an EMP field, but the technology can be more advanced, can put up uh, walls and the, even the walls are programmed to only do it for certain things. So other things like good aircraft could fly through that have a certain yeah. transponder on them and so forth. So yeah. it allows them to fly through without any problems. So yeah, there is, you're starting to see some of it where some things aren't happening. Like here in Florida, there was a hurricane that was coming up and it was supposed to hit Tampa. Tampa is where basically the special forces guys are in Tampa. And uh, that's like their headquarters for all the special forces guys. So we know that special for, or I do, most people do. The special forces is that's the wave of uh, you know the future warfare from way back. So most of the warfare over the last decade or so has been special forces type directed. And that's for any organization, military in the, in the world that's advanced. So there was one that was supposed to hit Tampa. I knew that it was going to hit Tampa and uh, it basically stayed offshore the whole time. A lot of people were saying there are these fields and I agree with them. There are fields that are protecting. Yeah. Can they be dropped? Can they be uh, compromised? Sure. If, but they're far more advanced than uh, most people understand or realize right now. 
I think the thing that when you were telling me about that right then, right now, I think this is what Starlink can do. I think this is what we are actually moving into, that this technology is so amazing that we just don't know right now the all the amazing things that it's going to be able to do. It's going to be much more than an internet, as far as I can tell. It's much more than an internet. It seems like it's going to be able to manage a lot of things all at once for the good. What I wanted to ask you, actually, was when I was listening to Gene Decode recently, he was talking about, now what did he call it? He said something about something called a coherent beam, which like can dissolve people on impact. And I just wondered if the Starlink was able to read information like we understand it can, would those old technologies, I don't know if, if those coherent beams are old technology or new, but could the Starlink not read the like the code on it or something? So as it was coming to, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but if it had like a on the silicon chip or the nano chip, a serial number or something, would the Starlink be able to sort of know it's coming? Like like with the we were talking about with the blockchain, it could read it before it even gets into your airspace, sure. maybe. Almost most definitely. And it would uh, you know, incapacitate it. So there's lots of ways to do that already. So it's not a, a big stretch to think that uh, satellites are already doing that. That's good. So even the old technologies. So I heard a, another channeler saying that there was some events. She thought there was some timed events that had been set up by the Black Hats that were still a concern. Mm-hmm. And Gene Decode was talking about some of these old weapons that might be sort of set up somewhere ready to go i suppose my question would be would this new technology be able to read the old technology so would that still be a threat so like we're talking about nanotechnology now but the but the old technology was just silicon chip wasn't it you know it was just silicon chips with wires in them Mm -hmm. whereas the nanotechnology is, is built differently so do you think those timed events, if that if that was the case, if that was true, if that was a risk, do you think that the Starlink may not be able to read those because, of, because they're older in their design? It's complicated. What would and can happen as a system comes in to take down a system that's rigged, it has to be careful because if it's linked, like let's think of a demolition system. So when I put up a demolition system, I rig it so it's like millisecond delays in between each of the explosions. So think of that as a quantum system because obviously they have that technology and have that know-how as well. So if I take out, if I notice one of those systems and I take out one of those systems, the rest of the system knows it's been compromised and blows. There's stuff like that out there. That's another reason why things are moving at the pace they are. So you could take out one thing, but it would trigger all the others. Yes, exactly. So just a couple more things, and then that's the channeling done for the 107. I said, is the plague, the virus, a significant part of the worldwide plan going forward? So are we, is it still going to be, you know, chuntering on? And they said, no, that the plague storyline serves a purpose as it creates the, the leverage to help these citizens to awaken so that they start standing up for their human rights and start getting a sense of personal power. So it seems like that storyline might go on just as long as it needs to until those people start getting it, really. But 
I had some other interesting thing that I put in a recent um, video about the, you know, the, the variant names, you know, like Delta and Omega. I actually asked them, was that part of a military code to do with where Starlink was up to? Because this had been released, and I don't know how valid this chart was, but it was saying the Delta, it was saying the names of the variants and mm. then a, a date. And I think yeah. we're currently up to, is it Move? I think we might be on at the moment. What's the variant that we're on right now? Can you remember its name? Which one we're on? The Moo is the one that I've heard. Okay, so they were saying that that one, for instance, was coming in February 2022. So I looked at that and I thought, I wonder if that is a code for something else, like a military code, so that when right. they shout out to the world, when they shout out, oh, you know, the UK is now on Delta. Was that a code to the military as to where they're up to or what they need to execute next? And they said, actually, that it was something to do with the QFS. It, it was a military code mm-hmm. at the stage of the where the QFS had been set up. So I'm wondering if it's a code for this charter that they were setting up and where it was up to. I don't suppose we'll ever know, but I just thought that was interesting. No, I, I agree with you. And that's what I got when I first saw that. Because uh, in the military, when we do an operation, we have timelines and there's code names, just like on that one, for when we're basically going to, or when we have completed a mission, part of the mission will pass like moo, you know, yeah. for instance. And we don't need to say anything else because it's, you know, you talk too much on these radio systems, even though they're yeah. encrypted, you know, they still can be possibly, you know, hacked or somebody can have one of the radios or overhear something. You never know. So you're like ultra, you know, and it's easier for everybody. They have the timeline checklist. They go, oh, they're at Moo now. And uh, so that's what I got early on, that basically what they're doing is they're sending code that we're on this. this, And that's why that that got released the way it was. And so the bad guys are like, what what is this? This is not our stuff. (laughs) And I was like, and uh, they're they're making us look bad here. Like we, we, we have a better system than this. And it's no, it's. They're really, I thought that they were releasing, you know, what actually is happening as far as like the time. We're ahead on the timeline, I think, right now. The reason I also thought it was linking to the, the Starlink system, the quantum system, was because some of those words are quantum words. So the word like PI, P-I, I don't think that's a military code normally. I mean, mm-hmm. Omega possibly is, Delta possibly is. But some of those words in there, I found them in my quantum physics book for dummies. <laughs> so I thought, well, yeah, I thought, well, maybe that's what it is. It's, it's military code, how far along the quantum system is. But, oh, you know, yeah, just want to see if there's anything else you might be interested in. Do you have any questions that you want to ask me? A million, but I, you know, I don't want to keep you too long. So I think we're doing a lot. If, is there anything else that you want to uh, talk about? So one other interesting vision I saw was that this is just a few days ago, I saw the whole of South America going golden. Mm. And I saw, in particular, Brazil. Now, I know that the quantum financial system, or the RV, or whatever you want to call it, is supposed to sort of all trigger at the same time. But even if that all happened on the same day, I wonder if the starting point in that process would be Brazil. And, I, and that's just something I, I don't know. And, and it'd just be interesting to keep an eye on it to see oh, how that yeah. happens. Brazil is very advanced. 
I think they're part of the play on okay. a higher level. I think they're doing really good stuff down there. I always got that. I've been in contact with people that are down there. I always thought that, you know, their president was like super high vibration. I always liked him. When I yeah. look at him, I get a really super high vibe. You know, he's an intuitive, so forth. So it's, it's, uh, and they, and of course, they tried to assassinate him already and he survived that. That's a good Brazil, I think is interesting. Now, one question I would ask you, and I'm sure a lot of people wonder about this. So we know that, well, not everyone does, but I'll just throw this out there that thing that goes into the arm. So we, we're a lot of people are really concerned with that. And I, I've seen some really high numbers on that. What do you see going forward? Have you asked uh, about that at all? This is the one that always gets us all into trouble, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. in my timeline where I am, anybody that's passing over right now at a soul level decided to do that. Okay. Just like if you step out the door tomorrow and you get run over by a bus, your soul before it incarnated decided that was the way it wanted to teach your family about how you were going to exit. And I see the, this storyline being a big part of souls deciding to go at this time for different reasons, maybe to bring the people that are left behind up to a new level of consciousness as they're sort of contemplating it all, it brings, it makes them go inside. I think we talked about this before when I was here, when you go inside, it helps you to raise your consciousness. So I see it like from a spiritual point of view, that's what's going on in terms of what's going on on the ground. I think some of it is probably not the right time for me to say what I think exactly. Cause there's a little bit of, delicacy to some of it and I don't think people are ready yet but I am going to be putting together a vaccine a doodah session in about a week's time with Amy Satori and I don't know yet if I'm going to release everything that I think I know is happening with it just because it's a very delicate storyline but what I would say is that I think that the numbers on both sides are over exaggerated and that there's something not quite right on both sides and to try and not get drawn into did someone die of this or did someone die of that try and keep in the middle and don't get fearful because you if you go either way at the moment if you listen to all the doctors that are trying to supposedly warn you about you know this and then you listen to all the doctors over here, you're just going to get very confused and more in fear and your vibration is going to go down. Try not to keep focusing on all those things. Just focus on how do I keep my own immunity high? How do I keep well? How do I keep happy? How do I keep calm? And try not to keep getting drawn in. I actually lost a friend just a week ago who didn't have this, and it's all a bit suspicious circumstances again, but, you know, I was told that for his soul, he'd been working with me as a student, was in his 30s, and I was told that he chose to ascend. Mm. Now, that's a very high spiritual calling. You know, this person chose to ascend. You know, they've been working really hard with me. And when we ascend, we have a choice to stay in this lifetime and work at a high vibration. We have a choice to pass over and work from the inner planes, maybe come back in a new form. But he chose to ascend outside of this plane. So not everything in spirit is deemed as what we call death and sadness, you know. And and in fact, when I view death 
from the spiritual perspective, it's seen as a celebration as you go into the next level. They celebrate it. The soul celebrates it. I know it's hard for us sometimes to understand at this level, but when you can see souls and you can read the other side, you know that actually when they go through to the other side, it's a massive, the angels sing and, and they sing over you. It's amazing. It's an amazing experience. It's yeah. not anything to really be sad about. But because we are humans, human beings, of course we have sadness. But the, the point is when you understand the bigger perspective, you can be sad, that's okay. But then you can also understand that the soul of that person chose to go in that way. So I've been very diplomatic with my answers there, Michael. That was amazing. Very well said. I think that, uh, you know, people are, I see some people in the chat, med beds aren't real, but actually med beds are actually here in uh, different formats. They're not called med beds because that would get those people in trouble. But the, uh, the vibrational fields that some of these machines that people have designed that yeah. are unbelievable and some of the things that you can do. I mean, I go to all kinds of crazy stuff right now that, are, that just wasn't available, you know, just a few months ago. And now a lot of stuff is becoming available and they're, it's the way they promote it is, you know, kind of, you're doing it for, you know, weight loss or to help your breathing or stuff like that. But it's, it's definitely advanced information and it's really starting to seep out there. I actually have a machine called a Reich machine that yeah. I bought a couple of weeks back, actually, which I'm still trying to learn how to set it up. But basically it will do a scan of your body on frequency and it will tell you what organs in your body are out of sync. Then you can set the machine up to then send you beams of energy to balance it. And so if you needed a particular horse medicine, and you couldn't get hold of it, the program in the system knows what the frequency of that horse medicine is. Mm -hmm. So you just tell the Rife machine to beam at you the frequency of horse medicine. You don't actually need the actual horse medicine. It just knows the frequency of that medicine and it can send it to your house. This is quite affordable technology, actually. You know, totally. everybody yeah. could actually get hold of this stuff um, already. One of the things that I used to teach people in my angel classes, particularly the one around healing, is you can't heal somebody else unless they're actually ready to let something go and, and actually be healed. So some of it has got to be about them being ready to let that go. That's absolutely true. Letting things go. And I think, uh, you know, as we move forward, a lot of people are going to start to learn to let a lot of the stuff that's uh, been impacting us over the time for many, many thousands of years. And especially in this now time to let it go and just let yeah. it go and not, not believe that that's, uh, you know, going to influence us and we have to have it, you know, to move forward. So it's going to be tough for a lot of people because, you know, we've been programmed and we think this is the way things should work and to have something else come in, like we've been talking about and change all of the things that that we're you know doing and seeing and understanding it's gonna be quite a leap for people so it'll take time but i think uh as we move forward those people that do that will be like the people that help others to you know move in that direction i'm sorry about my dogs i think there's a delivery going on outside <laughs> <laughs> they want to get involved too they want to sit all right, Michelle, thank you so much for uh, coming on. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad you came on again. The response in the chat has been extreme. Like I haven't been on this in a while and it's, we're blowing up right now. 
lot of people are watching. So I think as, as we move forward, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get to more shows and uh, look forward to you coming back again. And hopefully next time we speak, I'll be able to talk. People might be ready to hear the next stage of, of the vaccine storyline. But I think right now, I think we've said enough today that's going to have them thinking for a little while about new technologies and where we're going. So I think we'll give them a, just that for now. And yeah. then hope we can fill out the storyline on that perhaps in the next few weeks or something. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, lots of love out there. Stay in that love vibration. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.